0: And welcome to the Trans Questioning Podcast. I'm your host Sarah. I don't know why I said that so weird. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm your host Sarah, and today is April twentieth, four twenty. <laughs> nice. I'm in Oklahoma, so I don't I don't smoke that much. Uh, I'm white, so I guess I could get away with it a lot better than some people. But Oklahoma's laws about drug offenses are real bad. Uh, but I guess I know a lot of stoners. Why am I going on about this? 420 fucking sucks. I don't know. Although a new Perfect Circle album came out today. That was pretty cool. And there were some singles that, uh, Janelle Manet released. Uh, today's been a pretty good day for me. I, uh, I went to, I had a Cherokee quiz test, actually test that was basically the final test in the, uh, in the class our final is going to be basket building so that's fun we uh, uh, uh the, the 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 thing that really stressed me out is that we had to know all 84 of the Cherokee syllabary which you know how there's 26 letters in the English alphabet well there is essentially uh 84 letters in the Uh, Cherokee alphabet, but calling it the alphabet isn't quite right because it's it's closer to sounds in a a language like Japanese, where the sounds themselves are sort of (laughs) non-negotiable. So, uh... Uh, if we there's there's a bunch of symbols that look like English letters, and then there's just a bunch of random symbols that look like just scribbles. Uh, but if you take the letter T, essentially, uh, with uh, some extra little bars on it, that is the sound E. And whenever you see that symbol in a in a word, it's always E. It's never like I. Uh, and it's the letter I when you write it down uh, in English when you're translating it. Uh, so I had to have all of those memorized and we've been going over that. It's basically just been this entire semester is just going over the syllabary, but, uh, I'm pretty sure I fucking nailed it, which is a pretty rad little moment for me. I, uh, uh, left early, spent a lot of time studying and, uh, I'm pretty sure I nailed it. So that's exciting. I, what else did I do? I finished an edit of uh, a short film that I provisionally finished last semester. There was a deadline for a film festival here in town that I decided I would actually go through and do some adjustments that I wanted to do that I never got around to doing. And so I did that, and I'm happy about that. Uh, I just got back from my uh, uh, study abroad Thing it was uh, not a debrief. Why is that the word I go for a uh, meeting? All of it's the first time that all of us who are on the program have met each other, and all of us met the professors. And it was nice. It was cool. This is going to be a fun program. I'm excited. You know, it's it's wild. I'm going to motherfucking Italy, but you don't care about Cherokee or Italy or fucking whatever the hell else I've talked about the last four minutes. You, you care about trans stuff. That's why. That's why you're here. That's why this podcast is called the trans po- questioning podcast, and not like it's, it's just, just random shit podcasts with Sarah. <laughs> so um, I have I have I have some plans for the rest of this episode. Uh, as I've said in previous episodes, I have uh, reservations about. The format of this show going forward, I worry that just focusing on my own transition has reached a point where there's just not enough for me to say week to week without just covering the same ground over and over. So I'm trying to branch out. I've been trying to branch out with uh, interviews and stuff like that, but so far that's not been super productive. (laughs) Uh, I haven't reached out to a bunch of people yet, uh, so that's probably my fault, but Whatever, it's fine. Uh, So instead, I'm going to do some news coverage. And we'll see how that goes. And it helps that there's just been some shit going around lately that I just want to rant about. But first, just a little, little personal update. There's, um... You know, I... It's been two weeks... Since my, yeah, since my third laser session. And uh, it was all right. Yeah, like I said last time, it was fine. And uh, it's this continuing thing, obviously, of like, am I seeing progress? Am I not? But uh, I am becoming increasingly aware of the fact that, like, my beard is the big thing in the way of me finally sort of accepting my uh, proposed gender identity. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right, right way to put that, but the way that I address myself to you and the way that, I, you know, I put on my Twitter, I say, uh, ah, Sarah, is she, her, but I'm deeply uncomfortable with that. Uh, I have some friends on campus who are professors who uh, asked me about that. And, um, They, they, I went, I went over to visit them and they asked me, you know, how do you want to be addressed? And my gut impulse was to say, Oh, just call me whatever. And finally, because of that, I said, you know, call me Sarah, say she, her, because I need to get used to it because I'll never, you know, I'll never, I'll never get used to it. If I don't, don't hear people say that to me. And um, so, yeah, I'm still like really uncomfortable with that, but at the same time, I'm increasingly aware of gendered pronouns all over the place. Uh, There was um, in class yesterday, somebody or the professor was going around and asking about our paper that we're working on and uh, asked about like what our topics are. And I raised my hand to talk first because that's just how I am as a student. And uh talked about my paper and I had met with the professor in his office hours to talk over the topics that I was thinking about. And um, after we had that little chat in the class, he said, like, this guy's the only one who's made time to meet with me. And I recommend everybody else do that. And that's fine. You know, it's it, it just sort of weird. What that got me thinking was like. So I'm wearing like a woman's cut shirt and I'm wearing a uh, woman's cut jeans and w- women's shoes, women's socks, the whole shebang. And is it like, what, what is it? Wh- where is that line? You know? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm wearing all this stuff. I haven't started HRT probably won't for a while. So I still got like the wrong shape, I guess, and the beard shadow certainly doesn't help but it's i don't know it's it's weird i don't i'm not mad about it i don't feel any particular way it's just sort of i'm increasingly becoming aware of the line between for, for lack of better terminology masculine and feminine i guess It's like where at what point does one cross that threshold from not passing to passing, which to be fair, I'm not trying to pass right now. I'm not even really like dressing up as as a woman. I'm basically wearing all the same clothes that I normally wear. They're just more tight fitting. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, it's a fun sort of thing where I kind of feel like I probably that won't be something that will be addressable until I move somewhere else, you know, which uh, I guess that's kind of a classic trans thing. I'm sorry if my voice is like doing a Doppler thing. I'm sitting in my chair and I'm rocking back and forth or side to side uh, away for towards and away from the microphone. I should probably stop doing that because it probably doesn't sound great i uh uh yeah uh, i don't know i uh, I also haven't told any of my professors or anything, and again the beard shadow is is sort of an internal difficulty curve but uh I don't know i I feel like I'm seeing it. I think it's been a couple of days since I shaved and I remember today sort of touching my face and feeling like, it should be a little longer by now, shouldn't it? So maybe that's a thing. I don't know. And I feel like I'm noticing more like bald patches, tiny little patches, but I, I I don't know. I Who is to say? I can't. I don't know, man. I don't know. Am I just hallucinating? Is this whole thing just in my fucking brain? Ugh, who knows? The other thing is like walking around, I've been trying to notice more diverse kinds of people. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've been trying to see if I could see trans people in public. Uh, and I've been thinking about this conversation I had with my sister in law over Christmas, which I'm pretty sure I've probably mentioned on this show at some point. But uh, it was basically we were we were discussing transgender issues and th- talking about how wh- what might have helped me when I was in high school or younger to to realize I was trans sooner, and I said uh, more representation, and she came back with and this is not a knock on her this she's very liberal and very accepting but she came back with this sort of other argument that. If if a story is representing a trans person, if there's a trans character, is it inherently simplifying to call attention to the fact that they're trans? Like you can intimate that somebody is gay or at least you know bisexual when they kiss somebody of the same gender uh, on screen or in the story or whatever and that just becomes like a part of their character. But with a trans person, it it, it really depends on the person because obviously there's so many different like permutations. but if if it's if it's a person who is born male and becomes female, then that's essentially like the thread of their narrative, right? That's what just defines their character, and I can think of ways to to include that story that don't make that like that character's sole defining feature. But if you have somebody who identifies as a woman but is assigned male at birth, how do you bring that up? How do you call attention to that? you know, in a, in a children's book or a comic or movie or TV show without, again, like sort of essentializing it, turning it into like a, a holistic narrative of some kind. So it's like, yeah, with, with, with trans visibility, there's sort of a weird uh, contradiction because... <laughs> a lot of people's goals as as transgender people going through transition is to become invisible. <laughs> That's like the whole idea of passing, right? Is that nobody can clock you from a distance. So, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Maybe there's something just inherently flawed in trying to find, like, my people in public or whatever. Uh, it's more just, you know, looking around and seeing who... Uh, who differs? What, what am I, what am I seeing when I look at other people? I feel like I don't look at other people enough, you know, that's not really a formed thought. That's just something that was in my brain. I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, it's like, it just gets really lonely, you know, like walking around knowing that I'm transgender and trying to see other transgender people and not knowing who's who, (sighs) And I'm sure that's that's the same for any divergent identity or uh, m- a minority. There we go. <laughs> that's the that's the word I was looking for. Uh, any any minority group looking around trying to find uh, people who are like them. I guess that's sort of a foundational definition of privilege. Right. Or function of privilege. The idea that, like, you know, if you're a straight white cis male, Walking around, you don't really have to worry about finding people who fit into your sort of category of yourself because that's everybody, right? That's that's like ninety percent of the people. Oh wow, the cats are going nuts! Cats are chasing each other around. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm trying, like, I'm trying to make more friends, uh, which is. Difficult. Oh, shit. I was supposed to go to a a club meeting today, and I completely forgot. Whoops. Maybe there's still time. They don't have a fucking Facebook thing. Which, uh, Facebook, man. God, (laughs) We've made our lives so reliant on these horrible tech giants that have all of our data. Oh, God. Everything's terrible. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, I'm so overwhelmed by (laughs) everything right now. I've got so many like projects up in the air i'm trying to coordinate travel and 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 finances for both italy trip and just paying my bills in general i'm trying to get these papers written that are due i've got one that's due next week another one is due i think a week after that or two weeks after that i'm not sure Uh, i'm trying to work on my youtube show (laughs) Which I have a very big uh, The the second episode of my Twin Peaks series That's coming up That I've really got to do a lot more work on So many things So many things I'm so exhausted And just trying to network and find friends Is just one more extra Fucking shitty Pile of dog crap With a Fucking red cherry on top I hate maraschino cherries So it's bad Whatever. That's that. That's that part of that. This is that was the uh, the segment of the trans questioning podcast I like to call. Sarah fucking complains just about things. So congratulations you're out of that we made it to the good part of the show maybe I don't know I haven't done this part of the show yet so maybe this part of the show is terrible maybe this whole thing's a fucking waste of time and a farce and I'm just duping you out of your hard earned time so that a number on my website can go up just you know by one maybe maybe isn't that what the internet's all about Well, friends just a quick little interstitial here if you like what i do and want to support me doing it i have a patreon patreon.com l-t-a-s think of it as a recurring subscription month to month that doesn't give you like a magazine or any other sort of physical totem but it does get you to help me to make more stuff like this you get the satisfaction of of helping a hard-working artist right that's that's good patreon.com slash ltas if you have a story that you want to tell about being transgender about being non-binary about being any sort of like weird gender variation of some kind if you have any kind of experience you've had or fear that you have or just anything tangentially related to what i talk about on this show send me an email transquestioningpodcast at gmail.com All right, welcome to the news section of the show, where I go over some news. So, i got two stories today. One is good, and the other is not great. So, we'll go over the good one right now. The uh, I'm talking really fast, I'm sorry. So, April 13th of this year, Year of Our Lord 2018, uh, there is. Uh, so this is coming from the Huffington Post in Canada. Hmm. Uh, Judge, transgender people, a protected class in the military can't enact Trump ban. God, I hate saying that guy's name. So, yeah, there's been this ongoing thing about how uh, our president doesn't want transgender people to be in the army, despite the fact that basically everybody is like. Fucking let them let be in the army. We want all the bodies we can get. It, it's dumb. It's bad. Our, our fucking president. That's really all you need to say, isn't it? Our fucking president. But um, so this is good because the last thing we want is, you know, a, fe- a, a federal judge to. Say, yeah, this ban is fine. And then eventually it turns towards like, all right, that sets a precedent. Now, how much further can we take it? Because a lot of people in the, the GOP these days, not a fan of the transes and uh, like CNS squirm, for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, yeah it's a, it's a part of a pattern of of people trying to find ways to delegitimize us which it's it's interesting this this pattern that exists where i i remember not that long ago maybe uh, 8 years ago maybe before I'm not sure but there was a time when people trans people and lgbt people in general were winning more protection and rights and it seemed like kind of everybody was on board there was there was a vocal minority contingent that it seemed like kind of everybody thought was a joke and uh you know that was that was what and uh, there, there reached a point where, though, that, uh, that attitude sort of reached a, a tipping point. And then from there, it kind of flipped on its head where now it's like, things were unequal. And then we reached an ideal of equality. But now things are too equal. <laughs> I... Uh, I mean, that's that's the essential logic, isn't it? Like, I don't mind trans people. I just don't think they should be with my troops because they're, you know, reasons. It's uh so it's a good thing that this 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 was what this court has found and that this has been the consistent finding. And obviously this is all bullshit fucking baiting politics that are just uh, random things. What it is is that our president hates every single thing that's got Obama's name on it for reasons that no one can fathom. I, who knows the 15-dimensional chess he's playing trying to repeal all of the achievements of a black president. Oh, did I mention race? I'm sorry. Our president's racist. Whoops. anyway, it's uh the, uh, the the there were there were just a, that was one of the protections that Obama put in place, and that was something that he spoke out about is that hey trans people are pretty all right we should let them serve our military help us in our imperial industrial takeover of the world you know, uh, it's like there's no good reason there's what who is really complaining about. Trans people in the military. Is it other soldiers? Is it generals? Like people who are in charge of the military? Because it seems to me they're the only people whose opinions fucking matter. Like random mom at home Who's like, oh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about a a, a a a guy in drag working alongside my my precious beautiful daughter who hates Jews. Why am I making everybody racist? I don't, I don't know. I'm also trying, trying my, I feel like my voice is being real obnoxious. I don't know. But uh, so, <laughs> it's just, it, it just doesn't make sense. The flip side to that though is that uh, should we, should we really be celebrating? The fact that our military is really happy about having a larger pool for its foot soldiers, don't get me wrong, I have respect for any individual person who makes the choice to devote any part of their lives to the protection of their homeland in an official capacity— However, I don't think that that's a great choice these days. And I don't think that there's much that our military does that is justifiable or good or even really that beneficial to the United States. Like the argument that. All of the soldiers that fought and died in Afghanistan are protected our freedom. You know, that doesn't really track because that was not a war that really threatened our anything. And there's really no force on Earth that threatens us, militarily speaking, because... We have the largest defense budget by miles and miles and miles, especially after our president allocated even more money for our military because we don't have enough money, taxpayer money, going to regime change and murdering people and fucking drone striking Syria. Oh, everything's terrible. Anyway, it's a good thing that trans people are allowed to join the military in the sense that if a trans person really believes that that's what they want to do with their lives, they should fucking be able to do it, and I don't begrudge them that choice whatsoever. But I have reservations about this idea that... this is something to be celebrated in a, a wider sense. I feel like it comes with a caveat of like, yeah, this is good. This is a good thing of equality, but we should also be really trying to change what our military is. I don't know. That's that's a whole that's a whole quagmire of of a lot of different issues, and it's hard it's hard to navigate that. Well, we're gonna move on to a different story. This one is set in Massachusetts, which is a state. In the United States, I know that Boston is there and that it is surrounded by other states and it is it has a part that's touching an ocean. I'm from Oklahoma. I don't know places or things or ideas anyway. So I am told that Massachusetts is a very liberal state on the on a scale of, you know, the United States. But there's a little thing going on. So I guess a little bit of background. In 2016, there was a law signed into law (laughs) that added... I'm quoting uh, 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 the Boston Globe here that added gender identity to the list of reasons people can't be discriminated against in public spaces. Although opponents have often focused on public bathrooms, the law covers all public accommodations, including hotels, stores, restaurants, theaters, sports facilities, and hospitals. So that's a pretty good piece of legislation there. Unfortunately bunch of fucking bigots don't want that to be a thing anymore. So there's been a bit of a fuss going around because there's a group called Keep MA Safe, Keep Massachusetts safe that has a, 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 a is it a state question? Uh, let me see. is it a state is it a state They have a thing on proposal to uh, repeal the, uh, the the 2016 law. And they're using, surprise, surprise, very emotionally manipulative and selective marketing in order to knock this shit down. It's oh Jesus Christ! So they released a uh, a little video that's <laughs> that's they they're like emotional appeal to the the good, hardworking Christians out there who, you know, don't want their beautiful Aryan daughters to be tainted by the presence of the trans. So I watched this video and. Wow. I was so I read about it in a couple of these articles and I was expecting I knew I knew the content of it. But I was expecting, just based on my experience with these kinds of political ads in the past, I was expecting some production value, <laughs> which there isn't much of in this fucking video. So here's here's basically what happens: is it's a little girl walking hand in hand with her, a parent. We're seeing basically the frame is filled by the little girl, and her parent is up. You can't see them besides their hand. And there's like sad piano music playing and she's walking around the store. She goes into a bathroom and uh, we see her in the stall from outside the stall. There's like a dolly, a horizontal dolly where we see her feet kicking from the toilet, which is kind of a fucking creepy shot. To just have in this trailer or not trailer in this in this ad, we'll, we'll get we'll we'll circle back around to that. But so we then cut inside to, of the stall and we we see her looking down to her right, and somebody walks in, and uh, we see them from outside the stall. It's like a big guy, he's like a fat guy who's balding. Uh, he's carrying a purse, and we see this person like. From, from inside of the girl's stall, we see the, the purse drop, and we see, like, there's high-heeled shoes. And she's sitting there making, like, a weird face, like, what's going on? I don't understand. And she's got these big socks that have a, just a giant fucking smiley face on them. And the camera always tries to focus in on this fucking smiley face, and I just... I don't I, I I don't know what the symbolism here is. It's it's a little it's a little weird. It's like look at how innocent she is. She's such a she's such a beautiful babe, and you know all oh, the the horror that she has to be in a bathroom with another fucking person. Anyway, so she gets out of the bathroom or out of the stall, and she goes up, and uh, the guy that went into the stall next to her like comes up and. This dude's like, he's in like a greasy t-shirt and like jeans. And, you know, he's dominating the counter with, where the sink and like the little girl is up and sort of like staring wide eyed and like, why are you here? And she never speaks, but, uh, she has this facial expression. That's like, Wow, well, no, nah, I don't get it. And the guy like reaches all the way across the, the counter to grab a paper towel like reaching across like three sinks in front of the little girl, as if to say like, look how much space these transes are taking up. And then, you know, she, the, the the guy uh, pulls out of his purse, a, uh, uh, like lipstick and like puts on, and uh she like walks out and looks very confused and then voice voiceover comes in and it's like y- your little girl shouldn't have to wonder why she's in the bathroom with a man <sighs> so that's the that's the rundown the f- the thing that made me laugh besides just the fact that the the, the whole thing is inherently ridiculous what made me laugh is that there's like voiceover that's kind of cutting in throughout the video. That's sort of making this point and it clips, it clips, it fucking clips. This person is like like two inches in front of the microphone. Like they, they they have, they have, they have puffs. Yeah. This is a paid for political ad. That you're putting out in the world and you couldn't do a second run of this fucking voiceover with this nobody where you just put the microphone out of the line of their mouth. So when they make puh sounds, it doesn't fucking clip the microphone. Also, it sounds like it was recorded in a literal bathroom. There's like a weird echo that I could hear on my fucking desktop. Speakers. I'm not usually that sensitive to, like, that... I don't give a shit about sound quality that much. Like, as long as it's... As long as it's not garbage, I'm fine. But this is such an audible echo. It was astounding to me. Uh, yeah. You couldn't put some blankets up? Like, come on. Put more work into it than none at all it's like it's like they this uh, this group keep ma safe they had so, somebody who is like the president or some intern knew somebody who you know took a took an intro editing class at a community college and they're like my nephew can 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 cut can shoot this video for us and got it together and everything so it's like shot on a shitty little dv camera or something i, I shouldn't default to dv cuz that's not even a thing anymore but like uh It just it just looks it just looks bad. It's not it's shot in like an actual functional restroom that's just lit with how the restroom is lit. So there's no cinematic language used to further their like dumb, bigoted message, which, you know, that's like. What you want to do when you're making a a biased political ad, right, is you want to manipulate the audience as much as possible and film language is ripe for that. That's what that's fucking Sergei Eisenstein's whole goddamn deal. Uh, there's that famous political ad. Uh, I want to say it's Barry Goldwater, but that can't be right. The 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 political ad of the little girl uh, plucking, sitting sitting down in a little flower field, and she's you know pulling the petals off a of flower, and she's so happy and life is great. And then a fucking nuclear bomb goes off, and she's dead. And it's like if you vote for the other guy, <laughs> your daughters are gonna be blown up by nukes. It was like in the fifties. It's good shit. It's a great little film. Uh, And that, you know that uses basic cinematic language. It's got like really interesting lighting, and there's some work put into how it looks. You know, just a little bit, not a not a lot. You know, they didn't they didn't hire who's who is a cinematographer who was working at that time. I don't know. They didn't hire insert name of famous cinematographer here to do the the that whatever. But they put just a little bit of effort in, just a smidge, just 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 a pittance, a, a portion. You know. And that's all you really need. I don't I'm 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 getting way off track here because the point is not the production value. I just as a film person, you know, if you're going to make propaganda, fine, make propaganda. That's whatever, you know, just do it good. Just do it good, you know? Make it so that the first thing I have to complain about is the content of your message and not the fact that it looks and sounds like a child made it. Maybe maybe the child did make it. Interesting. There's also a weird, kind of like gross subtext in the sense that we got this little girl here, right? And, and this, this this young actress is being instructed to like make this disgusted face and everything. There's if we're arguing here that there's a a, a contingent of out of control leftists pushing their destructive transgender agenda, transgender on the world. And, uh, you know, little girls are suffering for it. And it's like, you know, your little girl shouldn't have to worry or wonder why there's a guy in the, the stall. So that argument is hinging on the idea that her 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 ideology fundamentally should not be challenged, uh, that, you know, as a child, she should have a beautiful, perfect bubble of not having to worry about the the, the bigger problems of the world. That's you've, whatever. But in making this ad. They are literally enforcing an ideological uh, perspective onto that little girl. They're like putting her in a position where she is enacting a, a a specific ideological agenda, and that's coloring things for her. So that's a little shady. There's that's probably debatable. I don't know, but anyway, the uh, the 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 this little video ends with uh just a whole heap and helping of lists of uh news articles that show uh let me just let me just uh find some of them i have the video pulled up here um yeah, so from Dallas, male transgender sex offender ticketed for using ladies' room. Athens, Georgia, man arrested for taking photos of women in Target bathroom. Target keeps coming up a lot. Yeah, Ammon, uh, uh, Idaho, transgender woman is charged with voyeurism at Target. There's there's a couple of Targets. I, I don't know what the deal is with Target. Um, So. I went to their website and yeah, they have this whole long section of, uh, uh, examples of privacy violations and to their credit, there's a shit ton and they even have a link to, uh, 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 a website that's has even more. Actually, no, that's dumb. <laughs> uh, so sorry, I'm 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 just scrolling through this website. So uh, Keep Ma Safe has this giant list of articles, like the ones I've described. You know, man charged with videoing girls in park bathroom. Princeton police seeking peeping tom. Target dressing rooms targeted again. Uh, there's a shit ton of them. It looks like there's probably forty or fifty of these articles that are cited here. Uh, so to their credit, you know, they're not. Pulling this completely out of their ass in the sense that they have rigorously cited evidence. This isn't like an invention in the sense of uh, it's not a problem. What the problem is is the debate to be had here. But uh, at the bottom of it, they have a link that says for more examples, visit this website. And I clicked on that, and it's uh, the Liberty Council. (laughs) which um, is not great and I love that the uh, so I just I just want to I just want to say I just want to read this bit. So the first thing that's on this page that they link to. The truth about transgender bathrooms. Laws and policies allowing men open access to private spaces designed for women puts women at risk of attack. Increasing publicity will make women and girls targets for rapists, pedophiles, and voyeurs. Below is a collection of articles and resources illustrating the danger of dual sex, bathrooms, fitting rooms, and shower facilities. And directly below that... Special video interview with guest Anita Staver on Fox News. So that tells you some things right there. And also there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven, eleven seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven. Uh 11 sources. So that's good. Although it does okay, so it does uh it does link to a PDF that is um Predators in women's facilities. Incidents of male sexual predators in women's facilities, including men like, including men who dress like women to gain access. Oh boy, Uh, and this cites 79 incidents, Uh, but a lot of these are not in the U.S. This is all over the world, so that's an important note. Okay. so let's return to keepmasafe.org. Uh let's see. Creating special rights for cross-gender bathroom and locker room use, i.e. the bathroom bill, will threaten the privacy and safety of women. Despite the obvious implications of such a policy, advocates for the bathroom bill continue to to deploy the lie that there are no recorded incidents of men exploiting these types of laws to harm women. Since the bathroom law fight is now being played out nationally, our counterparts across the country have been compiling examples of men who use gender confusion to gain entry into private women's-only spaces. Also included are examples of abusers who would use the bathroom law to more easily prey on women and children. And uh, here is, let's see. So I'm last just going to read a few key words here from this website. On July 8th, 2016, Governor Baker signed into law a bill that eliminates the right to privacy and safety in public restrooms, locker rooms, showers, and changing facilities. (laughs) That's what the law does. Eliminates the right to privacy and safety. That's literally what it, what it says. That's not what it says. Uh, we think that's bad for Massachusetts, particularly the millions of women and children who are likely to be most affected by it. Uh, that is why, as concerned citizens, we are exercising our constitutional right to seek a repeal of this dangerous bathroom, locker room, and shower law. Which, I'll remind you again, per the Boston Globe, this law... Does not just affect bathrooms it also covers public accommodations, hotels, stores, restaurants, theaters, sports facilities, and hospitals. so they're targeting a specific aspect of the ban- of the law as as a way to ban the entire law, so it has wider reaching implications than what they are publicly acknowledging. Moving past that here is a fun little bit. So, the official and misleading name of the bathroom law is an act relative to gender identity and non discrimination and has been signed into law as Chapter 134 of the Acts of 2016. This bill would add the vague category of gender identity in big squ- scare quotes to the state ban on discrimination in public accommodations. However, gender identity is defined in Massachusetts law as a gender related identity, appearance, or behavior, whether or not that gender related identity, appearance, or behavior is different from that traditionally associated with the person's physiology or assigned sex at birth. In other words, the bill relegates a person's sex to their state of mind or a mental choice instead of basing it in biological reality. Those advocating for this bill do not believe that men are necessarily men and women are necessarily women. Rather, they believe that biological biology is an inconvenient fact when it comes to the matters of identifying one's sex. I apologize for having to read all of that. I just feel like it's important contextually so you know that I'm not taking this bullshit out of context. (sighs) Where to fucking start with all this? So, let me make this one, like, big, obvious point. This law makes discrimination illegal. It does not make voyeurism legal. It does not... (laughs) It doesn't, the sources that they are citing when they say this is the danger that this bill puts us in, they are all reports of legal action against criminals. It's not, so there's just that basic like contradiction in the fact that This is not changing what is okay. This is not saying, yeah, voyeurism is fine. You know, recording little girls in public bathrooms is fine. It's just not. The other thing is that this is not, this isn't, this isn't really an issue. The shit that they're talking about happened before and it will continue to happen. Whoops. these incidents of of men and and there's another thing with their their list of of news articles is that the vast majority of them do not cite transgender they cite men uh so that's something to keep in mind the the shit was already happening this is it's not a result of anti-discrimination laws because when have you ever been to a bathroom where there was a person standing at the door, you know, with their arms crossed, imagine a big burly bouncer, like a stereotypical bouncer that you'd see in a cartoon movie. I don't know. Uh, and you walk up to the bathroom and you're like, Hey, I need to poop. And the bouncer says, hold on there, fella. What kind of genitals are you packing there? <laughs> and then you say, <clears throat> well, I, uh, I I have I I have the 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 dangly bits, but I I'm, I'm uh, I identify as a woman, so I'd like to go in. And then the bouncer punches you in the face until you die. That's never happened. That's not a thing. That's not there's not there's not a person gating the the the, the, the door to a bathroom and saying you can't go in there because you're the wrong gender. Nobody checks. There's not. A man, you don't have to go through a body scanner that shows your genitals on a big screen to little girls saying, look, it's OK that. So that's bullshit. This law does not remove limitations that kept cisgender men or transgender people who are also predators out of bathrooms. This is a problem of people behaving poorly and it doesn't. Remove the ability to prosecute them for breaking the law because obviously it doesn't. Because again, the sources they're citing are of arrest records and like news of this person was caught in target doing an illegal thing and then they got arrested. Like, come the fuck on. Flip side. A trans person who is at a stage in their transition where they are presenting in public, if they are pressured to go into the bathroom that, that aligns with their biological sex, imagine a, a, a trans woman who is, by all accounts, you know, a perfectly passing trans woman, but she has to go into the men's bathroom. She is actually literally at risk of assault. Because just generally, men are terrible. But that's that's why you go into the women's bathroom is because that's you know that's a safer place. You're with people who are like you. Whatever, maybe that's not the best way to put it. But all of this shit just completely willfully is ignorant of. The fact that trans people are far and away more likely to be victims of the kind of shit that they're talking about than the perpetrators. And yes, there are trans people who are predators. There are trans people who do gross, terrible shit. That's not saying anything about trans people. That's saying something about the nature of humankind and criminality in general. That's a cross-section of all groups. Don't you, you, You're going to find Christians who do the same shit. And again, this doesn't this doesn't affect the law's ability to to to, to prosecute that. It's just it's just ludicrous. the whole, the whole thing is ludicrous. And you know the 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 Boston Globe says that some people feel like this uh, uh, attempt to repeal that law has a, uh, a 50-50 chance of passing. So, it's going up for vote in November of this year? I think that's right. Uh, let me make sure I say the right thing here. Um, something like that. This doesn't say. Or if it does, I can't see it. Anyway, it's... uh. So, yeah, it's it's just... It's not about what they say it's about, is the thing, because, again, before this bill, nobody was checking people's genitals. After the bill, nobody was checking people's genitals. Once the bill is repealed, if it gets repealed, nobody's going to be checking people's genitals. So what's the point? The point is to send a message Because all across the nation, you have all of these fucking Republican, Christian, rich oil people. (laughs) I go for oil people because that's what it is here in Oklahoma. Uh, Fun fact. I'm sorry. This is a digression. So there was a big teacher strike that lasted two weeks here in Oklahoma. They called it off because they felt that they weren't going to get any more concessions than they already got. Uh, They did win a big tax thing where they were going to get a huge increase in wages and resources for staff. Uh, over some years, and they've allocated tax uh, in tax sources to pay for that? Well, just in the last few days, our Senate has basically unanimously passed le- legislation to uh, redistribute that redistributed wealth so that none of it or very little of it actually goes to teachers, because... They don't like paying teachers. They don't like money going to people that isn't them. So that's the kind of people that I'm fucking talking about here. These fucking ideologically bankrupt assholes who don't care about politics. They don't care about people. They don't care about anything except the money they make and the people that they work for, who is, you know, lobbyists, you know? I'm sorry. So you have all across the country all of these institutions trying to push back against not just transgender people not just lgbt people but this wider sort of political correctness thing the the, the there's this this ongoing like free speech is dying in america which is bullshit uh, he, he, god But really the wider issue about political correctness and the the root cause of the the whole like ah, free speech is under attack. What it really is, is it's these these people who suddenly have to think more than they used to and they don't like that. And, you know, it's tough. Everybody goes through that where it's like, oh, the world is bigger and more complicated than I thought it was. That kind of sucks. And this is the sort of pushback that always happens when, you know, it's... We started at a a point where things are unequal, and then everybody's like, yeah, you know, that is a problem. And then we push to that point of equality, and then it keeps going. And people are like, ah, but now it's too not equal. Uh, I I need to give credit there because that particular metaphor is something I stole from an H. Bonner Guy video, and I've used it a bunch of times because I really like it. But, so, yeah, it's... The, the repeal of this particular protection uh, in in uh, Massachusetts law sends a message to other states that if liberal Massachusetts will pass uh will repeal this uh it's po- it's possible in other states too especially red states which then serves as a sign that perhaps bolder more actionable legislation is also on the table. And that's where this shit kind of becomes a slippery slope. And that's what the strategy is. And it's it's intellectually dishonest because they're using this propagandistic emotional manipulation to tug on the heartstrings of people who probably have never met a trans person that they know of uh, who just, you know, they, they mean well. And it's like, yeah, you know, I don't... I, I, I know I've, I've met a lot of people who are like, yeah, you know, I think a trans person should be able to do, uh, to, to wear the clothes they want and get the surgery and hormones and everything. They just, you know, I just, I don't get it, but that's fine. But I just don't think that X, Y, Z. And, you know, a lot of those people, if they actually met a trans person and talked to them, they would realize like, Oh no, this is fine. That yeah, who cares? They don't want to go into the bathroom. Yeah, you know the sample size issue again with with these with all of these news reports of oh there's trans people and men are busting into bathrooms and assaulting little girls. You know that's uh, that's not most people. That's like a minority of a minority of a minority of people because most people want to go into a bathroom to um, uh, go to the bathroom. So that's that's a that's a that's a part of that for sure but they're using this emotional manipulation of people who mean well to uh to pass a larger agenda and it's it's just the same shit that we're seeing all over the place where our president is in office on the back of a promise that is good there's a lot of things i've i, I listen to a shit ton of political podcasts and there are times when people are playing back uh Quotes from him from his, some of his rallies where I think like, fuck, that's a good, that's a good stance. You know, I, I can see why some people felt that that overtook everything else that was bad about him. Now, I'm not, uh, or I'm not, <laughs> I'm not defending him. I'm not defending, I'm not even really defending his voters because Is kind of plainly apparent the guy was a fucking lying asshole, you know, scumbag. But still, there are things that he said that are like, yes, that's 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 good. That's what we need. We need this reform. We need we need a radical in the office who's willing to actually do something. But all of that was a lie because he's not a politician. He's a businessman. He doesn't know the first thing about politics, so he just hired a bunch of lobbyists to do his job for him, and all they're doing is, you know, keeping him happy by repealing Obama-era stuff and then keeping themselves happy by making sure that, you know, the businesses that they're attached to get to make all the more money. And it's just... It's just disgusting. It's just so blatant. And and and, uh, one wonders what can even be done about it, you know. In this particular case, what can be done about it is turning out if you live in Massachusetts and voting, you know, saying, "Hey, uh, I disagree." <laughs> but on a larger scale, it's like this this moment, and it's all over the world. There's this this huge pushback to so-called like liberal ideology which wasn't even that that prevalent like obama's president for 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 8 years and for most of that he wasn't able to get shit done because of a, a, a an obstructionist republican caucus like all of this i'm sorry I, like like the affordable care act is just what the, what the republicans wanted that's literally just their legislation He they talked him down to that. That was his his compromise. It was supposed to be much better. It the Affordable Care Act goes out of its way to keep insurance providers in business. And the reason why the the legislators could find a way to, like, repeal and replace Obamacare is because that's literally what they wanted but it doesn't matter because it's all about you know just shouting the loudest and 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 looking you know <sighs> it's one side versus another side no nuance no perspective it's all manipulation nobody cares nobody cares <sighs> This has been your primal scream of existential terror. I hope that you'll join me again in two weeks. <laughs> Was this news section a success or a failure? <laughs> I'll leave it up to you. I had a good time, uh, but it is a good chance that uh, I didn't make any points and that I mostly just screamed for 50 minutes. So thanks for hanging out with me, folks. And I hope you have a pleasant, wonderful, beautiful week. and you know everything'll be all right yeah every everything's gonna be just fine okay, all right, I'm gonna go drink some wine.